evening, everyone, and welcome to the Legion of Myth Weekly live stream, episode number 181. Inhabiting the airwaves, the 22nd of September, 2018. I'm your first host, Alex Garth on Marsh. With me, as always, is Brett Heathen Dog Grissomer. Hello, everyone. I hope we find you well. We are definitely doing well. We, we like it here. It's nice. We do. Ele ele living electronically is the way to go. That's how we are. Everything is great. We are happy to be together. Life is kibbles. Life is cheer. Skittles, not kibbles. No, it's kibbles if you're a cat, I suppose. But everything is going well. Everything is happy yeah. with the universe. How are you today, human dog? Well, let's see. Uh, today I did my... Well, I did. I worked on this today uh -huh, uh -huh. and uh uh i went to taco bell to get dinner because i was working on this today uh -huh, uh -huh. and uh um yeah i had a nap that's good I, I, I did a nap too that, that that was good uh this week has been pretty good you know my, my my son is back in school so i have the days back to myself which is nice uh but i have a cavity and monday i'm going to get that cavity filled so monday night when, it, when I do my uh, Sins of the Solar Empire stream, it might be weird. It could get weird. You know, with the stuff wearing off and the pain, and the, maybe I didn't talk like this. I don't know. Yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> well, I could say anything and be more exciting than that. <laughs> That's a great bar. Thank you, Heathen Dog. I appreciate that. You're welcome. I set you up. I went through uh, basic life support training. Oh God, that that was a t-ball shot. Nothing I mean, like wow. spending four hours pushing on a dummy. Uh, yeah, not pushing just the right amount. Now that's you have right. to hear the click. I mean, in order, click. in order to spend that long pushing a dummy, normally you have to like work at one of those cat houses in Vegas. Um, but uh, but anyway. Ouch. Ouch. <laughs> oh, these are going wow. good. These are going good. I am going to be setting up something coming up coming. You just do the first semi-official announcement i will be setting up garth on his late night mystery streams uh where usually you know i i play a game for an hour or two before i go to bed anyway so i'm going to stream that sure. okay. console well. gaming very short at night unannounced but it just, just was announced funsies. just for funsies um we'll discuss more about that later but that is upcoming uh that's when i'm going to be streaming some console games so we'll see how that goes excellent yours yours very delicious but other than that, let's talk about our delicious segments today. Ooh. Oh, what is the name of that chef? Ah, ah, can't remember his name. Wolfgang Puck. No, he did Sweet Genius. Um, he's primarily just cakes. Bald guy, glasses. He's always very creepy. I really like him. <laughs> I don't know. Oh my gosh, can't remember his name. I'm so mad. I'm gonna look That's it up. That's all right. No, no, we are stopping everything. All right. All right, well, then I'll, I'll, while you're looking it up, I'll do this. In my Heathen Dogma, I'm going to continue my RPG fundamentals with uh, Eclipse Phase First Edition Character Generation. Now, I wanted to do character generation and go through a little bit about life in space, life for transhumanity now that Earth is a scorched wasteland. But I don't think it's going to be enough time because character generation took a long time. It's going to take a long time to talk about. And in Garthon's comic book, he's going to talk about Two amazing comics and one stinker. Oh wait, actually no, wait. though, the opposite I of that. Think that's, yeah, yeah, the other way around. Yeah, I'm not gonna tell you which ones, but uh, we're looking at the Return of Wolverine number one, 
Injustice versus Masters of the Universe. Yes, that E-Man. That's right. Number three. And Batman Damned. Number one. Yeah. So who's our who's our celebrity chef? Celebrity chef I was trying to think of is Ron Ben Israel. Okay. Oh, I love that guy, man. Wait, is is he the is he the bald headed guy in the Food Network that that eats scorpions and stuff? Yes, he does. Cr- oh, okay. no, he doesn't. No, 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 no. You're thinking of someone else entirely. No. Okay, okay, no. okay. Sorry, sorry. No, that's sorry. the uh, obscure or crazy food guy. No, Robin yeah, yeah. is a uh, pastry chef who's won like every award possible. Who talks a lot like this? Today we're well, going to make some delicious treats. He sounds smug. Well, he can be if he's won every award you can win. He can be smug because that's just. But every time I see him, something he cracks me up. He just <laughs> just because he sounds like a Bond villain. Who also is in on the joke? Right, right. I'm going yeah. to lower you into the boiling chocolate now. <laughs> and then I will walk away and let you serendipitously I'm going to escape. walk away. Perhaps something happens. <laughs> we will see. <laughs> I love Ron Ben Israel. Uh, all right, all right. All right, and in the RNG, we're going to talk about upcoming games that Heathen Dog and I are waiting for. You know, yes. there comes something. You know, we're adults. We don't need to wait for Christmas. We can buy whatever crap we want as long as our wives say we can. So when... A game is coming up, but we're super excited about it. We just want to let people know. And this is one of those times. Is your is your headset charged? Yes. Why? Because your your mic uh, is kind of like warbly. That's just how I talk. Oh, well, then that's your voice is kind of I warbly. was so excited. Okay. Carry on. Then. Maybe it was your headset and you heard me on warbly. It very well could be. Hang on. <laughs> You're, nope, he, it he, is my headset. One... One second, please. Uh, you, you go ahead and continue with everything else, and I will continue with this battery problem that I have that I tried to blame on you. No, go ahead and continue, do, do. like with all the things. Oh, I was entertaining myself. All right, also, we want to give a special thank you to our top subscribers uh, for Twitch. You see your names. Uh, to Temper Patreon, I thank Brian Hicks and... Because the slides haven't updated yet, because Max Liao is lazy and does it once a month. We also want to give a special thanks to G-Ren for becoming a big old Patreon subscriber. Thank you so much, G-Ren. Also through Streamlabs, Baldhar, thank you so much for your consultations. And our Twitch cheers leader, Zontran, aka Zon. Thank you so much, everyone. We appreciate every, all of our subscribers and donators. It's your generous contributions that keep this going. As always, you can join the Legion. Be a Legionnaire. Tell your friends uh, through Discord. Tweet us. Find our videos on YouTube. Watch us on Twitch every day of the week. Not me and Heathen Dog. Other people. There's always something going on. And the audio version is, of course, available through SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play Music, and fine podcast aggregators everywhere. All right, I'm back. Welcome back. Thank you. As always, you can always... Uh, if you want to uh, if you want to support the Legion, go to through Patreon, Street Labs, getting our gear, shop.spreadshirt.com, recently updated, and through cheering. Thank you ever so much. We'll talk more about that later. But the thing we're going to talk about now is the disclaimer. I want everyone to find a safe space. Hold give yourself. Me, hold, give yourself tightly. a nice air hug. Because mm, you don't want to, you know, assume that you're it's okay to touch yourself. Nice air hug. And the, remember, the opinions expressed in this episode are solely the opinions of the individual host or commentator, and are not representative of the entire Legion's organization. While we make an effort to provide a family-friendly atmosphere, there may be occasionally use of foul or even offensive language. Thank you for your understanding and continued viewership. Wow, sure. you really, really, 
kind of leaned into that one, didn't you? Oh, I love it. <laughs> Makes me happy inside. Okay. Well, I was, at least I didn't slip into Dieter, you know? Yes, yeah, a little bit. Yeah. I, no, I was close. I didn't do it. Unless we like, what makes me happy is a little girl. You know, like he used to do in his kids. Which was, you didn't you know, go full on touching your nipples or anything. So that when was I was in high school, I would laugh and laugh, touching my monkey. <laughs> All right, everyone. Here it comes for you, my friends. As all things come to all people, as all knowledge swirls about the universe, as the collective intelligence grabs every thought that could be, and it just swirls outside your heads, your own brain matter not able to absorb what's out there. You try. You try wearing an antenna on your head. You try a parabolic dish even. You try to get this information that's floating through the cosmos, the secrets of the universe that were led by the agents and hymns and carols and chants that you know still exist somewhere in the thought patterns of the very cosmos itself. You try desperately to grab onto it to gain some piece of divinity, and you know, my friend, that that could only be found today in Heathen Dogs, Heathen Dogma, Tabletop Gaming Fundamentals, Eclipse Phase Character Generation. Thank you, Garthon. Hello, everyone. Glad to have you see me here, I guess, since I can't see you. Uh, if you haven't seen my uh, backstory for Eclipse Phase, please do. It will explain a lot of what's going on explain here. Explain a lot of the I mean, crazy I happening. Yeah, yeah. It'll explain exactly what, what happened to humanity, and Maxley, I will put it above my head right now so you can click on it if you're watching on YouTube. Sorry, guys. Watching on Twitch. But uh, yeah, we're going to get into character generation right now. But first, we're going to go through the particulars of this game. It was published in 2009. This is first edition, mind you. The second edition is in the works and coming, I believe, later this year, early next year. But as of now, oh. this is the most... As of now, this is the most the most recent edition. Yeah. Publisher is Posthuman Studios. Now, you could buy this PDF for twenty bucks. You could do that, but you'd be a dummy because this is a CCL deal. This is a Creative Commons license. That means if you go to a reputable website and you find a non-watermarked version, that's legit. It's free. Sweet. It's free. The main book is free. All of the other supplementary supplementary books, you got to buy those. But they made the main book free. Awesome. Great. But if you like a hardcover like I do, you know, you really love the feel of flipping through pages, then you can go to Drive Through RPG, get it 50 bucks, or go to eBay and get it for 30 bucks plus shipping. Depending on where you live, that could be more, could be less. I All these mean. are nice options. Yes. Now, let's get right down to character generation. Now, as you can see on the right hand side, it gives you a step by step guide. And as you can see, anything that has oh i'm on step 4d is probably not indicative of an easy time and you're right it's not <laughs> it's not oh no 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 i'm on step 5a4 <laughs> no 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 i'm on step 5d now yay wait wait there's there's two 5ds what uh, what did, did you catch that this sounds there's like two a well 5ds apparently wow. they didn't have any ease to give you but anyway I broke it down into six segments. Who are you? That's who you were. Like who you who you are now is built on where you came from. You know, your character concept, your background, what faction you you belong to when you were born and grew up as. How you are. That is now your aptitudes, which is your your stats, and your lifestyle, how you live right now, and what do you know? Uh, your active and knowledge skills. And then 
what are you? What are you is important for transhumanity because you could be in the body of a spider or a badger or whatever because this is eclipse phase and you can do that. And of course, you, could, you can have special you uh, traits. Badger? What's that? You could be a badger? Yeah. You could be a robotic badger if you wanted to be. Oh, a robotic badger. Well, that makes well, sense. Well, yeah. Well, no, actually, actually, wait. Uh oh. No, they have the technology to uplift species. Uplifting is uh, raising an animal's intelligence to that of a human's. So technically, you could You could be a be fleshy badger. A badger. You could right. be a badger, yeah. All right, great. A genetically modified badger, sure. I wouldn't do that. You could you that... could make a honey badger, and you could annoy everyone at the table just by going. Oh like, I god, don't give a... oh, all day. I don't. And give then a... and then we go to what do you have? Your gear and your implants. Those are the physical things that you buy with money that you have. And then at the end, what do you want to do after character generation? Moving forward, what is your character's goal? What do you want to do with your life? So those are my six breakdowns, and we're going to do a character generation that way. I don't see how so what you want to do with your life is even a now, question. I mean, Twisted Sister answered that. Yeah. Very important. GM player interaction is very important. Okay. Now, what I'm, the reason I'm saying this is because there's so many ways to play this game. There are so many moving parts in this game, so many different possible plots and storylines and developments that you could create any universe you want a blade runner universe a, a slightly dystopian dark everyone's sad uh futuristic world where you know robots run amok you can do that a cyberpunk universe your habitat is has technology gone wild and it's the wild west in there you could do that too you could do a firefly universe if you want to do that you you are a freighter captain and your job is to carry physical goods between habitats and you want to stay outside the law and sometimes you take illegal cargo and you and gotta they try and back. actually give specific rules to do those different play styles yes yes hmm. there are rules for all this now the the problem is that you can't do it all at the same time i don't care i, I I would dare even the developers of this game would say, I can make a game that encompasses the entirety of the universe. Is that called GURPS? No, it's called someone should follow you with a fire extinguisher because your pants are on fire, you lying SOB. You can't do it. You can't. GURPS did you it. You can't. The, the GM must have a vision of the campaign he wants. Well, that's the true. parts of this world that he wants to utilize, he or she wants to utilize to create this campaign. If the GM does not have this vision, the whole game will go off the rails. 100% of the time, off the rails. There's too many moving parts in this thing. You have to have a conductor who knows how not to crash this train. All right, now, the same thing goes for the players. You have to have a concept that fits into this world the GM has created. Yes, this GM has limited your options because this is the vision of his universe that is Eclipse Phase. You have to fit your character within that bounds. If you don't, everyone's going to have a bad time because your character... Because your character help. is an intelligent badger and you are useless. Exactly. You're an intelligent badger, and in this campaign, it is a... Uh, he decided that in, in this campaign, he wants the, the, he wants the player characters to work for a corporation that his sole job is to go to earth, get lost technology and bring it back intact. Earth is a danger zone. It is riddled with leftover 
crap from from the titans that again backstory that that is, that makes it hazardous flesh eating nano swarms flesh eating nano swarms exactly that's an example now if you are an uplifted honey badger whose sole skills are political well yeah of course then you are going to be a detriment to that i used now, my money to buy to buy a, a small wheeled contrivance to carry me around there you go see no you are still a detriment if you don't fit into the gm's vision then you've got to make a new character. Now, it also vacuums uh, Mac- floors. Great. Max Liao is a big, big uh, defender of Day Zero gaming. Day Zero is when the GM lays out the world, how the world works, this is the storyline, and the players make their concept. You need that game, ze- game Day Zero for Eclipse Phase. You need that to make sure everyone's on the same page and everyone makes a character that fits. That being in mind, I did not have to think about that because I'm not playing the game. I'm just making a character. So I just made a character by the rules and it may not fit in every GM's game, but it is by the rules of the game. So now let's get started. I had to put the caveats in. You know that if we ever play this game, you know what character I'm making. Yes, I know you're going to make that stupid honey badger. (laughs) It sounds too appealing now. Okay. So step one, who are you? Your roots. This is your background. This is where you or your family came from. Now, there are several, uh, almost a dozen. I got a couple here. A fall evacuee. You or your family uh, are actually one of the 10% of humanity to physically make it off the planet before the Titans pooped all over it and killed 90% of everyone else. They kind of had it coming. Right. That's debatable. But again, you know check out the the background story now or you're a drifter uh you're from a nomadic or a migrant society or you are you are a family you're from a a small collective that uh uh that were like uh, very much on enterprise where where they had the uh the uh uh, uh, supply ships that would take months or years to go from one place to another dropping off goods and bringing back goods and you could live months or years on this you grow up on a ship without even uh, setting foot on on a planet you could be something like that or you're an original space colonist i mean if you again look at the backstory uh when uh when the hypercorps uh, started making colonies in space your family was one of the first to say sign me up for indentured servitude i want to get off this stupid rock that's called earth because it sucks here and that's where you're from what did i choose hyper elite because i'm me and i'm awesome now, hyper elite means that I grew up in a hypercorp dominated colony or habitat, and I grew up in the upper class of this habitat. So I get some bonuses. I get a plus 10 to uh, my protocol skills. I get plus 20 to networking. I get uh, to a networking hypercore and plus 10,000 credits. Now, to be now, just to let you know, everyone gets 5,000 credits to start to buy gear. I get 15. Yay. That's nice. Because I'm rich. Ha <laughs> ha. And you're not, scum. So there. Nah. There you go. Now, going on, you have to define your character again with what faction you come from. Now, I want to I want to be fair when I say this. Your background and your faction do not influence who you are going forward. They influence who you were. You could rebel against the hypercorp and still start out as a hyper elite. You could rebel against the criminal empire, even though it's your faction, but 
that's where you grew up. Yeah, if you grew up a criminal, you're associated with either the local or a system-wide underworld association. Uh, the, the triads exist in space. They made it. Well, why not? Yeah, why not, right? Uh, a Barsoomian. Wait, what? Yes, they did that. John Carter made it out oh. of, the, of the Earth. Well, yeah. Edgar Rice Burroughs, but yeah. Oh, my god. Yeah, gosh. yeah, his, his, his book made it out of the Earth, yeah. So you were born on Mars. But the cool thing is you are considered a redneck. Woohoo! You are. Yes, yes. You're looked down on by most. You I can't mean, be more redder than a red soil redneck. Exactly, red right? Now, uh, if, if you think someone born on Mars, most people think like an American would think uh, Appalachian mountain folk who marries, marries their own cousins and don't leave the mountain for nobody and get off my land, you varmint. That's basically how most people think of people who are from Mars. So... There you go. Or an anarchist, you know, fight the hypercorpse. But the cool thing about the anarchists in the future, in the eclipse phase future anyway, is that they are rooting to kill the hypercorpse to bring back democracy, not true anarchy, <laughs> which is funny, I thought. But what did I choose? No, 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 no. I'm already hyper elite. I chose hypercorp. Yeah, I grew go up all in the system. Exactly. I grew up as part Obviously, of the, the system is great if they knew that how elite I was. So exactly. Why is they, what's wrong with this system? Rock the boat. Hell, I want to get me a bigger boat. That's right. That's what I want. I need more Marsumi so, to patrol me around. Exactly. So I got 10 more to my protocol skill, 20 more to my hypercore skill for networking, and plus 10 to any other networking. Now, networking skill in this is not like computer networking. No, it's, it's social more networking. Uh, social networking. Exactly right. Now, after that, we go to step two. How are you? This is your character. This is where all the math comes in. This is where we're starting. Okay, everyone has 105 aptitude points. Now, with all of your aptitudes that I have on the right, I will go through in a second, that starts, you can have 15 for each one. Now, the cool thing is that for a transhuman, 15 is average. So you can start out as average in everything without spending a point. Sounds which nice. I have really not seen in many, many RPGs where you can start off with 10 tens and everything. And that's it. That's Keep true. With it. Yeah. So what are, what are our, our aptitudes or in other games, our stats cognition. This is your problem solving analysis, understanding how, how, you know, how quick you learn stuff like that. This is normally what you would call intelligence right. coordination. This is normally what you call dexterity, hand eye coordination, fine motor skills, uh, your ability to, uh, uh, understand uh, spatial awareness, stuff like that. Uh, your intuition, which really hurts me when I look at it because it's abbreviated INT, which in every other game in is existence intelligence. Is, is intelligence. But no, this one's intuition. This one is your gut. This one is uh, is thinking on your feet, your cleverness, your cunning, stuff like that. What then you have reflexes. In uh, trying to remember what they call that world of darkness. Uh, they have a different word for it. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, yeah. Anyways, uh, reflexes. This is your this how quickly you react to a changing situation, and then your savvy. This is how this is basically your charisma. This, you know how how well you are at presenting yourself at at manipulating people or getting your point across. And then somatics. This is a an, this is a, an amalgam of strength and endurance. This is your your physical prowess encompassed. You know, your, your strength, your how long you hold your breath, uh, how far you can run or how long you can run, stuff like that. And then your willpower. This one's basic. This is just your strength of will. That's it. Now, you get a thousand points to start. And each each point is a customization point you see down there. 
uh, each uh, each point you raise has a character point cost. Uh, aptitude is the second highest. Moxie, I'm going to get into later, is the is the highest because it only goes to ten. You get one for free, but only goes to ten. And then uh, uh, your your size lights are a little like a psionic traits that you can buy, but that's expensive. I didn't do that. Uh, specializations, I didn't do that either. But skills up to sixty only costs one to one skills. If you want to get a skill starting above 60, well, it's double the price. And then for every one character point, you can get an extra thousand bucks to start. Sounds awesome. And of course your reputation, one character point gets you 10 rep. I'm going to explain reputation when we get later. Don't worry about it. We're going to go on. Now, what did I choose? I chose cognition and savvy as my highest ones, because I'm a businessman. I'm a hypercorp guy, man. I, I want, I want, Yes, I want my mind and my silver tongue to do all the work for me. So I got those to 25. That cost me 100 uh, character points a piece. I left my coordination and my intuition and my reflexes at 15 at average because, like I said, I'm a businessman. Just to decide you're a pencil neck, apparently. Well, hang on. Now, I brought down my somatics to 10. There's a reason I did that. Yes, I did a little bit of min-maxing on this one. Shut up. But it gave me back 50 character points, which I was able to put into willpower to bump it up to 20. Because I didn't want to be, you know, seduced by some some other corporations. Some watery tart. Yeah, exactly. Some right. I didn't, need bink. I didn't need that nonsense. Didn't need it. Now, also, I kept my moxie at one because I don't believe in luck. And I'm going to explain how moxie works. Don't worry, I will. Don't worry, it's coming. But just like the book, it jumps around. All right. So I'm going to explain that too. Now, credits. You start with 5,000. I decide to get me an extra 45 grand. But because of, because of my background as Hypercorp, I get a plus. Because hyper, as, a, as a Hyper Elite, I get another plus 10K. So I get a total of 60,000 credits to start. So far, I've spent 245 of my 1,000 character points. Might as well retire right now. You're rich. I'm rich. Not rich yes. enough. Not rich enough. No, not for my character. No, no, no. So what do we do? You can we buy the step... rest of the party, but you're not rich enough. Exactly right. We go to step three. What do you know? And I love a D100 system. I love it. Because that, that's what this is based on. D100. That's what you need. All your actions, you roll a D100. It's great. It's simple. I love it. This is how it works. Now, these are the skills I chose. As you can see on, you know, right here. Uh, that's the entire skill list. There are active skills and knowledge skills. Now, you must take 700 character points of active and knowledge skills. It's 301, 400, 400 of the other. I don't remember exactly which is which at the moment. But they do that for a reason. They make you spend points in skills so you don't spend points in just getting super aptitudes everywhere and super reputation everywhere. Because rep- reputation is king in this game when I get to that. Now, I took painting as as my art could because you know i'm i'm a snob i'm a i'm a, I'm a paint snob apparently could you take wine tasting as an art yes well they be extra snobby yes you can be extra i took deception because i'm a businessman come on i gotta lie interest hypercorp politics sick now uh i i i will also tell you right now uh what these what these numbers equate to 20 a skill of 20 is competent you are trained to the basic to the basic degree. Like uh, uh, you go through driver's training and you graduate 
you know, you, you go to the DMV or the Secretary of State or whatever it is, depending on what state you're in, and you, you pass your test, you are, you have a driving skill of car of 20. There you go. That's basic competence. 40 is experienced. 60 is PhD level. Either in training or experience or both. So in hypercorp politics, I basically have a doctorate in it. In art, painting, I have what can be considered a bachelor's degree. In Your art. character is really boring. I know. He's not someone I, I would want to hang out with. He gets more boring. Anyway, in, interfacing is accessing a computer terminal. Just access. It's like you're. It's it's like every other game. Computer use. I just got twenty. I just wanted to be competent. I just didn't want to fail easy stuff. You know how to turn it off and turn it on. And I know how to get to my porn when I want to get to it. Right. That's it. Right. But yeah, when if something doesn't work, you're smart enough not still kind of tech support to turn it off and turn it on. Exactly. Yes, I can do that. And uh, intimidation. Now, I took intimidation at 20 because I didn't want to just rely on my stat. I wanted to have something that's not my that's not my character's base, physical or threats. No, no, no. I'm more deception and persuasion and stuff like that. But I wanted to have it. It's better to have it and not use it than the other thing. Yeah. Right. Now, languages. Your your native language you get for free. It's you get a rank 70 plus your your cognitive skill, your your cognitive aptitude together is your rank in your native language, which mine ends up being 95. I bought Japanese and French because Japanese and French are two of the 10 other languages including English that survived the fall. Some some languages, you know, poor uh, poorer countries who couldn't get off the planet while it was being a secure dialects, things like that. Yeah. Something like that is just gone. They're just gone. Now networking. I took hypercorp criminal and media. All right. Now the reason being is because hypercorp dumb businessman criminal, no good businessman has ever done anything completely legally. Well, That's just stupid. Talk. That's stupid thinking. At least not in New York city. Yeah. Anywhere really. And then media. Cause I, cause my character is also a fame whore. So I want to be able to manipulate the media to get on my side. So Good I idea. took that skill. Perception. I didn't want to miss anything. I wanted to, I wanted to see everything. You know, I want to know if you're trying to lie to me. I want to, I'm going to see nonverbal cues, stuff like that. Perception helps you do that. Persuasion. I want to bring you over to my side. I'm a businessman. I want to bring you over to my side. That's why I got 40 instead of, instead of the 20 and regular old nasty yeah. bar physical intimidation, whatever. Profession. Business and banking. Now, Business was an obvious thing. PhD level in business. I'm a, I'm a businessman. I wanted as I wanted as much as I can get, but I didn't want to go too much because I didn't want to waste uh, character points because anything over sixty is double, double the cost. So I didn't want to go over sixty. Now banking. What what I was looking for was finance, but banking in this game encompasses accounting and finance. So basically, all money handling. You know, handling your money, investing your money. Uh, accounting for your money, all of that is under the umbrella of the banking skill. So I got that as well, as high as I wanted to get it. Now, protocol. This is like the uh, 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 how how to how to behave, you know, proper manners, stuff like that in in these different situations. I protocol for hypercorps, criminal, and media, because I want to ingratiate myself with these three factions. Those are my primary focuses. Hi, Duncan. Hey, Duncan, how you doing? You just finished your roundtable. Good job. All right, so these are all my skills, and I've spent 945 character points so far. 
All right. I've only got 55 left. What am I going to do with them? Step four. What are you? My morph. Now, you can be, like I said, you could be a badger if you want to. You can be an elevated monkey, a chimpanzee. You could be you could be a, a spider, a droid spider or a or a droid centipede. Uh, there's so many. I I gave two examples, flats and Olympians. Flats are your basic unmodified humans. Duncan says his topic discussion tonight, Power Rangers slash Gundam slash anime style parody of the SSF. Well, droid, droid degrade. Yes, you could be. You could yes. be a giant tardigrade. You could be a giant droid tardigrade, a giant mechanical tardigrade. You could do that. You could do that in this game, definitely. But flats are unmodified humans. They are not. They're not genetically cleansed of uh, of defects like you know possible cancers or or COPD or whatever. You know you still have genetic diseases. <laughs> uh, your maximum aptitudes are 20. 20 is your max. That's the best you can get. Duncan is sold. But, but it's free. You can get it for free. Cost zero nice. character points. Zero. Now, if you want something a little better, you can get what's called an Olympian morph. An Olympian morph is physically superior to a regular human being in every way. Their max aptitudes are 30. They have increased durability and increased to all their physical stats right out of the gate. After you put points into them, you get more bonuses. You're excused. And, but this thing cost 40 character points, so I didn't buy that. What did I get? An exalt. Now, I, because of my background as hypercorp and hyper elite, literally cannot choose a flat or a robot. I am barred from those morphs because of my background. They're considered too low class. Mm. So I had to get an exalt, an Olympian, a menton, something that was genetically superior to all humans. Oh, yeah. So I got an exalt because it was cheaper and it got me what I wanted. Uh, an aptitude max of 30, just like the Olympians, but the durability slightly less. The wound threshold was slightly more than than a, than a flat. I get a plus five to my cognition and a plus five to any three other aptitudes I want. It's nice. And this cost 30 character points. So now I'm at 975. All so, right. Moving on. Now we're going to choose my traits. Traits are special abilities learned or natural that you possess. Now, these special abilities could be like you're ambidextrous or uh, you're, you can naturally multitask, you know, or, or you are a psionic, stuff like that. Other positive traits are you're naturally brave. You have plus 10 modifier versus fear or intimidate. That costs 10 points. Or you're, you're natural psionic. That costs 20 to 25, depending on if you're a minor or major psionic. Now, you can also get negative traits that give you back character points. One of them is addiction. Guess what that means? That means you're addicted to something. Yes, either physically or mentally addicted to a substance of some kind, and you get 5 to 20 character points back depending on the severity of this addiction. Or you get combat paralysis. In the first round of combat, you freeze up. Just naturally, you freeze up. Deer in headlights. You just you go last in the first round. You can't take any action until then. You have no, you have no bonuses to anything. It's you a good just, way to die. It's a good way to get shot first, definitely. But it gives you 20 character points, which is a lot. It is a lot. Yes. So I chose none. I didn't want any. I'm saving my character points for, for my reputation. Because here's where I explain reputation. Reputation is your pull or influence 
in certain circles of society. Now, if you if you watch the backstory, you know that they have nano assemblers. Uh, nano assemblers is basically like a slower version of Star Trek's replicators. You can make anything you want. You just just takes it. a while. Just takes a while. It takes a little longer than, but it can be made and on the cheap. So, if you have influence, you can get use favors to get things like starships and guns and armor and an, a new morph or whatever just with influence so what did i get lots of influence oh i want that a lot i chose civic net which is your your hypercorp influence mm-hmm. fame which is your media influence guatzel guat criminal criminal influence and the eye which is your your uh basically the uh, future version of anonymous influence all right except hackers. actually competent and ha- actually competent and a cohesive group right. exactly right yeah uh hackers basically now uh you get 50 reputation points for free my free points i divvied up between civnet and fame and then with six character points each i boosted them to 85 now the max is 99 now, using up, I used up all my free points, so I used seven character points to get my my criminal my criminal contact influence to seventy, and six character points to get my uh, hacker uh, fame to or hacker influence to sixty. Now, uh, I have the reputation networks on top. You see that uh, uh, the the civic net, the factions and and people who are affected by that are hypercorps. Uh, Jovians, Lunars, Martians, and Venusians, and you know, blah, 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 whatever. But the cool thing is below that, the reputation level. As you can see, my Civnet and, and media uh, uh, reputation level is five, which is the highest. Now, this means that I can ask for extremely expensive favors from these <clears throat> two factions. Like for, from the hypercorp, I can say, listen, I want to physically travel from one one habitat to another, and I'd like you to give me a ride on your pleasure cruiser. Now, if you have a reputation level one or two, they're going to go, who are you? Three or four, they're going to like, maybe, I don't know. Five, they're like, all right. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll foot that one, especially because of my fame reputation. Where I go, the media follows. What I like, the media knows about. If you give me your product, I will wear it. You will get more people buying your product because they will think it's it's su- more superior than what they can find on the black market or replicate themselves. Okay. All right. So I got that. Now I got the, the, the criminal network because like I said, no, no good businessman is in business unless he has done something wrong or the most charitable. You're going to have issues with criminal enterprises when you're trying to do something. You know exactly. how to smooth it over or at least speak their language. Exactly right. Now hackers, well, having them on your side is always a good idea, especially when people are now information, just like, just like altered carbon. You exist in a cortical stack in your sleeve or morph, your body. So if that if you're hacked or your or your backup is hacked, you're screwed, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. So you want you want, you know, the the, the future good version of Anonymous on your side. 
So I got them at reputation level four. Always helpful. Always helpful. Now, let's go on to step five. What do you have? This is the gear. Now, this stuff I got for free because I bought my morph with 30 character points. You get basic bio mods. Your basic bio mods are you're, you're genetically cleansed of all predisposed diseases. You have advanced white blood cells that, that, uh, that make you immune to anything from flu to the common cold. Uh, you are, even if you get a sickness, uh, your body makes it non-transmittable in any form. You have a cortical stack in your spine to house your consciousness in case you die, you can be uploaded into a new body. And you get mesh inserts. That's the info mesh, the, the, the network mesh that covers the entire soul system, the internet of the future. Uh, if you get a cranial computer, a radio transceiver, and medical sensors, so you know your body's state at all times. And in case of an emergency, you can use that radio transceiver to call you know, to call for uh, 911. It's basically a 911 call. When, when your heart starts to defibrillate, your brain will automatically call 911 and get an ambulance to you. It's great. It's awesome. And I get that for free. Awesome. So what I have to buy, I bought an access jack. Now an access jack, just like, just like a shadow run, it is you jack into a computer. You physically plug it into your head and you plug into your thing. Now I got that instead of the Wi-Fi version because the Wi-Fi version is not secure. And since I deal with the underworld, I deal with criminal elements sometimes, I want secure communications, especially to and from my friggin' brain. That'd be nice. Yes. I got mnemonic augmentation, which allows me to go back into my memories and visually play them back in slow motion, stop motion, reverse, whatever, so I can examine them in detail. Something I wasn't focusing on, like I glanced over at someone's notepad but didn't really look at it, I can go back into my memory look at that glance and read it. Awesome. Would, would you be able to hear like a conversation in the background yes. you were paying attention to? Yes. That's another thing too. Everything you hear is also recorded in the, in the, with the mnemonic augmentation. So you can listen to background conversations that you didn't pay attention to the first time. Very nice. Yes. Multitasking. This one's awesome. You can split yourself into two U's for up to four hours. The U that's controlling your body is in charge of all tasks that require a body. The you that's in the background can work on purely mental tasks, like using your mnemonic augmentation to go back and, and, you know, parse through memories or work on a puzzle or figure out what this guy is doing, you know, with his body language or, or, you know, noticing stuff in the periphery that you're not paying attention to your multitask fork that's inside could, your head could you could, use that to take advantage of resisting torture techniques no because you also exist in your physical body as well right. and this this multitasking is not a true separate entity he gets reintegrated okay you have to get end, all his memories back exactly at the end of a maximum of four hours you will be reintegrated no matter what so right, you're, yeah there you go and skillware, which just like Shadowrun is like skill wires. You can just upload, I, with my access jack, I can plug in and upload these skills into myself. So I have these skills at a rank of 40. I got the Arabic language because it's one of the major ones that survived the fall. I got beam weapons because daddy said it's always good to know how to fire a gun. Infosec is information security. That's again with the, you know, to get hacker cred. And unarmed combat, because, again, Daddy said it's always a good idea to be able to defend yourself. Now, I have the asterisk on two. Those are the ones I have 
generically uploaded. You could only have 100 points total uploaded at a time in your skill. All right. So I have four 40 point deals, but I can only fit two of them in. All right. Fair enough. At a time. But the, the asterisk are the ones I have in as default. Unless I say otherwise. Now, more stuff. Bioweave armor. This is uh, nanofibers and uh, modified spider silk uh, woven into your morph's skin to make it more resilient. It gives you two automatic armor versus energy attacks and three automatic armor versus kinetic attacks. And armor clothing. This is a nanoweave armor in your suit. And you can wear it on top of your bioweave armor because your bioweave armor is in your skin. So it adds together. Add them nice. together. Yeah. And of course, I bought myself a laser pulse beam weapon with a nu- with a nuclear battery. Now, a nuclear battery, think, oh, then it's got shots forever. No. It, uh, it has a normal clip that you put in that's a battery, and you fire that number of shots and it runs out. But if you leave that battery in the gun, that's very, very tiny amount of, of, of nuclear battery energy in it will recharge that battery, re- recharge that clip after an hour. So if you have like say three extra clips and you go go through a day of fighting, end of the day you spend three hours recharging your clips, next morning you're good to go. Alright, fair enough. Yeah. And backup insurance. Backup insurance is awesome. Backup insurance is if you die or go missing for a specified period of time, your your very last save of yourself is resleeved into a new body. Okay, cool, free body. Now, they have low to high cost backup insurance. A low cost backup insurance is you're backed up twice a year for free. Every other backup costs money. And your your, your free resleeve is a flat. Just generic human. Makes Whatever. sense. I got the highest end one. I can back up whenever the heck I want. Every night, I can back up. And when I resleeve, I will resleeve into the morph that I was last in with all of the augmentations that it had. Totally worth it if you can afford it. Totally worth it if you can afford it. Now, all of this costs 38,000 credits. I have 22,000 left. All right. After, after buying everything. Now, I want, I want to reiterate that a normal character gets five grand to buy gear. They cannot get nearly any of this. No, they could not get nearly any of this they unless can, they took the backgrounds and stuff that I they did. Can, they could dream of it. They could dream of this stuff, but... No, they could they they look at pictures it. of what you have. Exactly. Or just look at me and bask right. in my glory. That's right. Yes. Now, step six. My badger is impressed. Badger impressed. What do you want to do? This is from the moment you start the game going forward. What is your goal? Everyone has goals. They have examples right below me. They have example goals. You want to contact more aliens. You want to open source all information to everyone. You want to form a new religion with you at the head. There you go. You want to form a religion. That's fine. That's great. It's on the list. Exactly. It is on the list. Venusian sovereignty is also on the list. Venus controls the entire system. That's on the list. Fair enough. What I choose? Well, I want to build a business empire. I want to gain even more fame. And I want to turn the black market into a gray market so, so I control it. Basically... I want to ultimately build my own habitat that I control. Uh, Fair enough. No no man is an island except a guy who owns his own island. Surrounded by enormous piles of money. 
surrounded by enormous piles of money. That's my goal. He's got a dream. He's got a dream. Exactly. Basically, I want to be a mixture of Elon Musk and a Kardashian. Not a girl, but fame. Fame whore. I am. Yes, yes. My, my character is fame whore. Yes. Now, with my reputation scores, I can get basically anything I want through favors. Which is nice. Yes. With my fame alone, people want me around because it brings attention to them. With my hypercorp, uh, uh, hypercorp uh, reputation, businesses want to deal with me. Because they know I have a good reputation, I'm not going to screw them over. And on top of that, my fame is going to make a, a conglomeration between me and them much more profitable because everyone's going to know about it. That's how I built my character. I built my character to be a, a money machine. Money and fame sure, machine. Like yes. Now, uh, not good next to is my... Though. No, not good. Well, no, no. If I you're not bad I, in a firefight. I'm not. No, no, no. I got I got pretty good with my skill wire with with, with my, my skill wires. I can, yeah, I, I can saw. In a I saw. Yeah. Now, uh, next is the character sheet, and I want you to go go to full screen on this one because it's hard to read. All right. Now, Ooh. this is this is where I'm going to talk about Moxie and all of the other traits that are figured characteristics. Now, I say figured because you have no control over them. They are they're figured from the stats you bought earlier, which are the aptitudes you see here. Now, the morph bonus, uh, cognitive, because it's an exalt, I get plus five. Uh, and I get plus five in three others. I chose those three. Now, Moxie is basically luck. The, the human instinct for survival and ingenuity. Now, you can have up to 10. It costs 15 character points per one. That's a lot. But I built my character to not believe in luck. So I built my character to be skill-based and to just make it on his rolls alone. But Moxie allows you to do several really cool things. One, it, this is D100 based, okay? And uh, let's say you have a skill 70. All you right. Roll to, you roll, and you roll a 71. That's a failure. You can use Moxie to flip the dice. That 71 turns into a 17. Ooh, very interesting. That's you use exactly you use one of one of your moxie points and they are they are refillable after a certain amount of time or if you make certain goals they do replenish but if you use them you use them and if you use them all then you down to zero then you're out of luck and it can also turn a critical failure into a regular failure or regular success into a critical success very cool now tt right next to moxie is tt that is a trauma threshold. That is how much mental trauma you can endure in a single in, in a single incident without getting some kind of temporary insanity or derangement. Like I said, this does like if you if you watch the background, you know there is a little bit of Cthulhu element to this game. Right. And the, your next trait is lucidity. This is how many. This is this is how much trauma you can hold until you get a permanent psychosis or derangement. And then the attribute after that is your insanity rating. This is how much mental trauma you can withstand without going bat crap, outhouse rat crazy. And then basically you're done. Just like Call of Cthulhu, when you run out of sanity, you just give your character sheet over to the game master 
and you make a new one. That's this stat. All right, very good. Now, WT is wound threshold. If you take more, if you take eight or more, kind of like Earthon, if you take eight or more damage at one time from one attack, you take a wound. Every wound you have, either mental or physical, see, uh, trauma threshold and wound threshold work mm-hmm. side by side, and they add together. You get a minus 10% to all rolls per wound. Durability is your, is kind of like your hit points. All right. When, uh, mine, because because I have an exalt morph, has 40 durability. When I reach 40, I am either dead or dying. Now, your DR is your death rating. When I reach 60, I am inexorably dead, just in pieces. There's no bringing me back. Retrieve my re- retrieve my cortical stack. Put me in a new body. There's no helping me. In between 41 and 59, I can be saved with medical intervention. And then my initiative is seven. That's when you go in the round. Now, speed is was left blank. That was a mistake on mine. Speed is one. Your Everyone's default speed is one. It does not, it is not affected by your stats. It is only affected by bionic implants or drugs. Your speed is the number of times you go in a round, number of actions you take in a round. Everyone basically has one. And that's and that is your figure characteristic. Now, if you look at the skills, you'll see that uh, many of my skills are close to or greater than 100. Now, a 99 is an automatic failure, and a 00 is an automatic success. Unlike in many other D100 games, it doesn't go from one to 100; it goes from zero to 99. A double zero is the best ever. A 99 is the worst ever. All right. So one of my skills, uh, networking hypercorp, is 110. Now, me being the player and the game master, I mean, I, the, the game master said that, hey, anything over 98 uh, will go into eating into negative modifiers. So if I'm Which distracted yeah, or wounded, it'll eat into the extra before it gets into my actual role. All right. Very good. Yeah, and as you can see... Uh, uh, all of these, uh, all of these uh, skills and and uh, all of these uh, 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 stats are with my morph, my background, and my faction all taken into account. Right. And the total, as you can see on the on the scale, total is my actual roll. What I have to roll equal to or less to succeed. As you can see, some things I suck at, like say I don't know, um, exotic melee, fifteen. A 15 or under means I succeed. That kunai Suck. chain is just not too great for you. Yeah, that's not for me. But uh, say, I don't know. Um, what else we have here? Oh, my English language, 95. Or Your networking hypercore. My network hypercore, 110. Or my protocol for hypercorp business and media is 90. 90. Yes, 90. Very nice. Yes, very nice. So that is it. And you can, you can unbiggin now if you want. Already done. Excellent. And that is the character generation for Eclipse Phase. Now, if you want more, if you want to go through actual gameplay, I can. But first, before we get into that, I want to tell you how this book was constructed. This book is big. It's thick. It's got a lot of information in it. And it is poorly, poorly placed. The information is poorly placed. Uh... Generating this character, usually 
you need to go through the character generation chapter and you can generate a character. No, this book is not built that way. You go through and you're like, oh, to figure out the importance of this stat, you have to jump to page 122. Or to figure out what this means, you have to jump to page 5, 534. So I constantly had to keep jumping between page and page and page and page. So creating a character is a long and drawn out process because the book is structured poorly. I hope they fix that in second edition. But once you're used really... to it, it's easy. No, no, they say that. They actually said that. I know that, that's I why I brought it up. Yeah, I know. They, they actually wrote that in the book. Character generation could be a little problem, but trust me, it gets easy once you know. Yeah, once you memorize the book, character generation is awesome. But that's about it. Because you have to jump through the book to so many different pages, especially on a PDF, that's difficult. So yes, I, no points for character. No no, no points for uh, uh, structure. You know, re reconfiguring the IRQs of your computer is easy once you know what you're doing. Yeah. But yeah. 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 That's when you already don't need to look up a book. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so that sucks. But if you want me to go through the general gameplay, example gameplay of this game, great. Throw it up in chat, put it in the comments, or, you know, go up on our Discord or Twitter. You know, tell me what you think. What do you think of Eclipse Phase? so far if you've if you've seen my background uh episodes and you've and you've seen this go ahead and give me your opinion on the game i'd love to hear it uh, how do you think on how i made my character was i was i a little too egotistical yeah i think so too yeah that was but, the point of the character is entertaining that was the point yeah that was the point of it now do you have any other suggestions for any other rpgs that you want me to do because right now i'm out of ideas give me one Throw have you done tmnt yet I've I've done a lot of Palladium. You have done a lot of Palladium. I've done a lot of Palladium, so mm. I'm trying to stick away from Palladium for the moment. But hey, comment below, comment in chat, or throw go into our Discord, go go to our Twitter, throw me up what you think of Eclipse Phase, what you think of my character, and what RPG to do next. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Heathen Dog. And remember, don't miss an episode of Heathen Dog on Twitch. You can follow, get your notifications, go to the thing, say, oh, wow, notifications. What happens if I click that? Oh, you'll be notified. And then, God, oh, there's a subscribe button. You hit it. And it's awesome. And you're happier, and your life is 10% better. And yeah. also, it could be another 10% better. YouTube, subscribe through YouTube. You know, where all the things are uploaded. And you are happy. Yes. Or, and you're clicking that bell. Click the bell. You click can ring bell. my bell. Oh, no, 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 no. It's stuck in my head now. No, no. Oh, the 70s were a terrible time, my oh, friends. Oh, my brain. Oh, you, you you, broke my brain. What's odd is I actually really like 70s sci-fi art. I don't know why. But if you want more Heathen Dog, you can look him up on YouTube. He's the Heathen Dog with anime and RPG segments. His team-ups with Garthon. Past streams. Look at them. They are fun. Much entertainment to be had there. And you can check out his personal loving begotten stream. Monday at 8 p.m. Central, 9 Eastern, yes. where he's currently playing Sins of a Sullen Empire Rebellion with mods. This one is a Battlestar Galactica mod, yes. Fall of Cobalt, which has been really fun so far. Awesome. Thank you, Heathen Dog. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it is time. Garthon's comic poll! Garthon buys comics. He tells you about them. First up, Return of Wolverine, number one. 
Wolverine had an unfortunate case of being dead for a while. Um, <laughs> and uh, it happens to everyone. He wasn't really enough. dead, but I guess he was. He was mostly he dead. He was dead. He was encased in like molten adamantium. So he's like sleeping. I guess what I don't know. It was or really bored. I don't know. Um, uh, but enough about how dumb that was. Thank you. So this was written by Charles Soule, pencils by Steve McDivin, inks by Jay Lyston, colors by Laura Martin, cover by Steve Niven and Laura Martin. I enjoy the art in this book a lot. I don't love it to death, but I really enjoy it. It does a great job getting the point across, great pacing, great sense of scene. Anatomy is really good. The colors really pop, too. Um, so I want to give a special shout-out to Laura Martin. does a great job putting your attention where it needs to go. Um, this is what the interior art kind of looks like. I enjoy it for what it is. Everything's supposed to look really messed up. This is the opening pages. And yes, Wolverine now has closet heat up because that makes complete sense. Absolutely. Why wouldn't you have claws that heat up? I mean, normal wolverines have claws that, that heat up, right? That's that's how that works, I suppose. <sighs> All right. So now we start getting to the problems I have with the book. It's the typical, I wake up, everything around me is all mysterious. What do I do? Oh, no. Oh, no. It's been rehashed in millions of JRPGs. Uh, Wolverine wakes up. He doesn't remember who he is. He doesn't know what he's doing. He, there's blood on his hands. His claws are like on fire. There's lots of dead people all around him. There's a saber-toothed tiger in a glass cage. He's like, what the hell is this crap? There's also Woolly Mammoth. Um, he's talking to that scientist dude. He's like, oh, you have to stop the Wolverine. He's like, who, who's Wolverine? You are Wolverine. Okay, sure, whatever. So he does a lot of like going into the past, like, they're trying to be clever with, like, he will see his reflection and will be a different version of Wolverine, like the Weapon X, actually Weapon 10 version, or it'll be, like, the Patch version. And to me, it's kind of overwrought by a lot. When I wanted to see Wolverine return, I did not want to see, oh, no, I don't know who I am and what I'm doing. This is... When someone makes a heroic return, they don't show up like, oh no, where am I? What? When Superman came back from the dead, he didn't show up in a black suit and go in a mullet and say, you know, where where am I? Who are you in the bat suit? Am I a hero? No, he showed up, punched the crap out of some bad guys. They went, is that you? He said, yes, it's me. I know I'm dressed differently. That's what you want. You want, worry to, you want the X-Men to be hosed. Wolverine to show up. Berserker Barrage! Berserker Barrage! Everyone freaking dies. And they're like, oh my god, it's Wolverine! He's like, yeah, I'm back, bub. <sighs> That's what you want. That's not what you get. You get the opposite of that. Which sucks. Um... <laughs> sorry, sorry I was gone. I, I sneezed and then realized I had to so also okay. use the little heathen doctor. But I will say that the writing is pretty good. Really? It's, I don't like the overall story arc. But like I said, oh, it's not okay. written right. really poorly. It's just I don't like the story. I also don't like the because apparently he was brought back by this science group. You're getting a lot it's you're getting a lot of like flashback pieces along the line, which also why? Why can't you just tell a damn story? You're trying to make it more mysterious and dramatic. It's not mysterious and dramatic. He got brought back from the dead by some stupid corporation people. He was never really dead in the first place, probably. No. 
and they tried to use this genetic material to bring back things from the past. That's why he's surrounded by saber-toothed tigers and mammoths and crap. And since something all went to hell, and now he's gonna have to claw some people. But he's have to gonna like come to grips that he's a hero and stuff first. Whatever. Whatever. All right. So, so whoever whoever wrote the storyline is a d bag, but whoever wrote the dialogue well, was the awful. same guy. Um, oh. Well, I then just he should probably have stuck to the latter. Yeah, I just I know they're trying to be they're they're trying to do something. Oh, this is different. Oh, it'll be mysterious. It's not mysterious. It's uh, you're not creating questions. You're just making a situation overwrought. You're making mm. it more difficult to follow a story rather than telling an interesting story. The story is really predictable unless there's some amazing twist. And we know. Almost certainly where it's going to end up. He'll have his memories back. He'll have to kill somebody. He'll feel a little bad about it, and then he'll go off and have a whiskey. The end. And mm. or if they're allowed to drink anymore, I don't know. Mm. So he's it, not allowed to smoke anymore, is he? No, he's not. Oh, Which is stupid. If there's any character in the Marvel universe should be allowed to smoke, well, two characters: Deadpool and Wolverine, because they're both freaking yeah. immune to it. Yes. And yes. they're both dumb enough to do it. Yeah. Um, the thing's lungs are made of rocks. What does he care? Actually, they're not. Anyway, so. Uh, what do you give it? Uh, you know what? I didn't, like I said, I didn't hate it. I didn't like the overall plot. I thought the art was good. The coloring's great. I heart you ever say the coloring's fantastic. No, the coloring is great. Um, there's some neat little moments, but I don't highly recommend it. Three stars. It's just, it's just good. It's just, it's okay. It's pretty good, you know. It it's is good. not at all what I wanted. It is kind of what I expected. Okay. <laughs> you know, if you told me lay out like five plot lines that were probably happen for the turn of Wolverine, this would probably be number three. If I had all to right. sit down and come up and, eh, it's okay. Fair enough. It's okay. Next, Injustice versus Masters of the Universe. Written by Tim Seeley. Art by Freddie E. I Williams saw... II. Colors by Jeremy Caldwell. I still can't get over this success. I, me either. Covered by Williams and Caldwell. This started out as a, I will buy one issue because it strikes me as funny and turned into I will continue buying the whole series because I actually enjoy it. Oh, it's weird, isn't it? It is weird. It's weird, it's weird how that very, happens. Very weird. Um, so the same guy does the cover, does the interior art. It has a very almost hand-painted look to it. Um, you could also say it looks like someone drew this in colored pencils. Okay, fair enough. But for the subject matter, I think it works. And also, okay. he does a very good job of showing perspective and drama and a nice way of balancing color. Um, and He-Man has a bowl cut, apparently. Well, he always has. Okay. He has that little what Prince, uh, Prince Valiant cut. Yeah, there you go. That's yeah, it. he has the Prince Valiant cut he's always had. Yep. The yep. Here you actually can see Tila in her snake outfit. Because, you know, the action figure came with, like, the snake headpiece and stuff. Right, right, right. Yeah. Um... And actually, yes, that's kind of... yes, Carisu, they did. And, and if, if you if you go back, uh, you did number one, didn't you? I've done every issue. Yeah, he's I... done he's done number one and two in past live streams. So yeah, yes. if you want to catch up, yeah, you can check that old issue of Garthos Comic Pull on YouTube. Um, basically, in a previous issue, well, Superman is evil. He's taken over the world. He well, has Injustice League. Yeah, yeah, it's Injustice. If you're familiar with the Injustice video games, it's that world. Yeah. Um, so part of in a previous in the pre last issue, Prince Adam he actually wasn't He Man he was just in Prince Adam form, uh, took out Bane and Copperhead, 
wow, really? I thought Prince Adam was the wuss. He is. So you're talking, this is his power level. Oh, I get it. Just just, just the general power level of, of the Masters of the Universe universe is that much right. stronger than the, Yeah, because okay, Bane it. did a full-on Haymaker punch at him. And he just kind of like, held wow. up. He just kind of bopped and blocked. Like, oh, that's that's what you got. That, that's what you got. That's it. That that's. Yeah, that, I thought he was in He-Man good. mode. In this issue, I found out no, he's still in Prince Adam mode. <laughs> wow. So he whooped the heck out of them and took their special suits, so that he's able to like get into Superman, evil Superman's base. That okay. um, that's why I find it funny that they stole Copperhead suit and gave it to Tila. And Tila had the snake headdress and stuff. Thought that right, 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 right. Yeah, I got uh, it. I get it. I remember. Yeah, so that was clever. But here you see Skeletor, who in the in the He-Man versus Thundercat series, yes, that was real too. Which that happened too. Yep. Uh, he was beaten up and like expelled from Eternia, and he apparently Superman found him floating like between the stars, like between worlds, dying because. Because evil Superman just takes a well, you know, a he's evil lot. Superman, but he went, oh, this person is dying. I will help them. All right. He's evil, but he's like good in his own mind still. Like I'm keeping oh, everyone okay. safe. He's deluded, is basically. Right. He's like I'm keeping everyone yeah. safe in their cage here. No one can oh, ever be it. hurt under my control. Got it. And also he figured, hey, the Skeletor dude will serve me because he's weak, and I can totally beat his ass. Uh, he even says that in this panel, like uh, Wonder Woman says, why do you think he keeps your rotting corpse around? Because he's desperate to do that someone, anyone, whose life he would save would reward him with devotion. Hmm. So, Skeletor's not dumb. He's weak. He's hurt. But he has a plan. Yeah, he's not, not an idiot. He was no. never, well, no, in the, well, yeah, yeah in the cartoon, idiot, he was but, dumb, yeah. yeah. But okay. the, uh, he actually has a plot, there's actually like a subplot in this of he is biding, it's the typical, I'm Skeletor, I'm biding yeah, my time. Biding my time until I can strike, yeah, yeah. Yeah, when I get my full strength it. back. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but he helps warn Superman of like, hey, there's a magical energy output happening over here. You should check that out. So, Which is a trap. Well, actually, no. It's always been Superman. I'm sensing uh, some kids are using a Ouija board and they're actually successful contacting power that could use, be used to stop you. This variety of reading comics is awesome. Grouse enjoy every week. It is. Um, so, the... He basically tells, like, the reason Superman flies off is because, oh, hey, there's this massive uh, ma energy surge in this other world. You should check that out. And in the Masters of the Universe world, there's a major incursion happening. And you think it's going to be Superman because that just happened. But right. it turns out it's actually Darkseid and the Parademons attacking. Oh, my God. So really? Darkseid is invading Eternia. Okay. Well, good luck for him. Yeah, good luck. Good luck with that. Um, but... Also, what happens in this issue is the reason I, I fear that I found out this is Prince. He's still in Prince Atomos because when they in, attack Superman's fortress, um, he starts fighting the Suicide Squad of like Solomon Grundy, Lobo, and all this stuff, and they start wailing on him pretty good. And he's yeah. like, and they're like, "You thought you basically are Tony's like." And then what? We, one of the things that cracked me up is so you thought you could just get in here, thought you were tough enough. I was like, "Well, actually, I found out." Because they basic question, we don't even know who, because they, they're trying to identify, they say unidentified. Oh, unidentified. I'm Prince Adam. But one day, when I, I found out that I held power, when I held aloft my magic sword, he starts actually saying the intro to Master of the Universe, which made me laugh. <laughs> but then he actually pulls the sword and yells, I have the power. And that's when I went, oh, crap. He's been in Prince Adam mode this whole time, whipping everyone. <laughs> that's, when, that's when you found out. That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> and because the suits are exomorphic, they change many of your powers. They actually change. It's like a He-Man type outfit. 
Sure. Sure. Okay. And but, uh, and that's when he starts just just beating the crap. He starts out of beating everybody. the crap, and and right when he's about to like completely start whooping everyone, that's when like the massive eye beams hit him, and Superman like he actually didn't leave. He just kind of flew away to let the invasion happen. He knew he's being attacked, mm-hmm. so he's like, oh, oh, let's see how far you got. So the big, it's they set us a big thing. Uh, you find out the guy in the bat suit is Damian Wayne, Batman's son, who's trying to rescue Batman, whose brain is hooked up to computers, being forced to run the the horrible prison world. So lots of neat things going on, lots of moving parts, some good action scenes. Uh, I like this stuff back in Attorney as well, with uh, Darkseid and the Parademons invading. Uh, lots of nice little moments in here, and it's just so insane. You know, you cannot... If you are sitting down this book and trying to take it seriously, like... Uh, like it, if it's as if it were a super gritty and dark Batman comic coming soon, um, or <laughs> the return of a major character like Wolverine. If you're trying to take it that seriously, you're in the wrong place. You're talking about a toy well, line versus a video game line. Right, right. If you're if you're in the right headspace. Right. If you're in the right headspace, especially if you have some nostalgia for the '80s, this mm. is fantastic. This is just I of all the books I've read this week, I enjoy this one the most. Wow. Four and a half stars. The four and a half. Art... Oh, bald heart can't say it. I can knock it down oh. to four because the art isn't fantastic, but for what no, no, it no. is, it works say, great. I was going to say, the art, is especially in that panel you had with Wonder Woman, yeah. that was weak. Yeah. Like I said, the art is its weak, weak point to me. Um, yeah. But for what it is trying to do, it works really well. And I love how it defines the characters, the shape, the color, the muscle. It actually does a great job of being dark, but still bright in that I'm a toy line kind of way. Mm, okay. So I think it just, it's not like, it's, it's in no way photorealistic art. It, you know, the art in uh, Wolverine is better art. But for so what th- this, this is, is. So this whole injustice versus master the universe thing is a, uh, is a really, really well constructed fanboy thing. Yes. This is okay. fan service, but okay. not in the Got anime it. way. Got it. Right. It's very entertaining. If you're not getting the books, I highly recommend the trade paperback when it comes out in a few months. Just it's it's been so wonderful. Cool. All right, I am slightly ashamed of how much I like this series. <laughs> Just a little bit. <laughs> Just a little bit. Only a little. <laughs> I'm still willing to talk about it, but can't say enough good things. Which brings us to Bat. I'm the Batman. Batman Jam number one. But I need to tell you something. This is so dark. Normal bad voice won't do it. You have to talk like this. Like you and Pat Metal, Batman Jam number one, written by Brian Rosello, art, Lee Mayo. color, Lee Mayo. cover, Lee Mayo. Bad damn. Oh, God. Um, this it book is most so famous. <laughs> oh, my gosh. This book, man. If you have been paying attention to comic book media recently or anything, this book is most famous for the first appearance of the Batawang. Um, that's right, kids. If you wondered what Bruce Wayne's uh, wiener looks like, you can know. Thanks to Batman Jam. Uh, by Brian Azzarello and Art by Lee Romero. This is the first book in DC's Black Label series. Um, the upcoming trade paperback of uh, Batman White Knight. Whoa, 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 whoa. Wait, 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 wait. What? Bat what? genitalia 
Oh yeah, the really? Batawang, yes. Or the Batmite, you can call it. Or the uh you know. Yeah, 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 you get a seat, you get it. there's a couple of panels, you can see it. Awesome. That's uh, Okay, just wanna make sure well, I didn't To be fair you. enough, there have been plenty of times in comics where you see like the silhouetted nudity of a woman and you can get yeah. a very clear yeah. shot of like what her shape is and you sure. get a very clear shot of what the shape of his uh his bat junk is. Awesome. There that is one great. panel you got to zoom in on it if you want a really good shot of the bat long. Oh, good. Good. That's cuz that's what I've been looking for my hey. whole life. You see, <sighs> I didn't realize I'd never in my life wanted to know what the bat staff looked like until I saw that panel and I said to myself, "Why is that even there?" <laughs> You would think, oh, if they're showing the bat stuff, it's because he just got done like banging Catwoman or something, right? No, you wish. No. Yeah. Okay. That, so here's what the that internal... would be actually written into a story. <laughs> yeah. All right. So this book is dark. It's so don't dark it. you don't know. Um, it does a lot to try and be dark and artistic at the same time. Um, this is the Glenn Danzig of comic books. Um, it tries really hard to be dark. Okay. I don't know. That's probably too too charitable. Um, it does a lot of like I don't need to put my my dialogue in boxes. I'm just gonna write it right on this stuff. Um, everything looks digitally painted, which is fine. The mm -hmm. art is actually really I can't complain about it. It's really pretty. It's really nice. It's very dark. Um, sure. Most of the anytime you see like the dialogue that's not that's just like there on the page like you see the first thing there with the uh right, right, right. with the yeah. not what an ecg wave looks like that's what thinking is that's their thinking yeah lines. well no that is actually a narrative by john constantine <gasps> you don't know okay. that though till you're way in the book so you okay, think okay. it's maybe batman talking to himself but batman doesn't talk like that oh it's constantine you don't know that okay. at first though so you have the internal wrong totally wrong internal voice going on about what the frick is happening all right got it um yeah british accent you didn't have it yeah so no british accent yeah, i exactly. was thinking because i wasn't all right, all right so i wasn't thinking black and white love and night love and death it says a thin line between them no what i was thinking was that's true i suppose but that thin line is a piece of string stretched across the grand canyon or misunderstanding reminds you of an old joke since an imaginary beam of light not no, much of the details yeah. the punchline and though, that's completely wrong it's about a fall <laughs> you know and that's wrong. So, right, right. Yeah. Um, highly detailed bat butt. Um, you would think awesome. he'd be in great shape. <laughs> but uh, in this, Batman wakes up and doesn't remember what happened. Uh, <laughs> uh, and the Joker is dead. And he thinks maybe he did it. He doesn't know. And there's lots of weird uh, half-remembered things from his past uh, with that occult chick from Suicide Squad. And and they're retelling his past, but it's not the same. And he thinks he might be going crazy. Um, and he's he's so freaked out at one part that when he gets to Batcave, he strips himself naked. He's like, oh, I don't know what's going on. Oh, my bat suit's attacking me. No. So he's a little insane. Yeah. Honestly, I really could give a crap. Uh, it was so boring to read. Honestly. Just so freaking boring. And Batman is such an idiot the whole time. I cannot believe any of it. Mm. 
he is just a moron in this book. I mean, oh my gosh. And everything has to be extra dark. Oh, so everything's damned. Damned. Oh, damned. oh, the blood of hell. Um, <laughs> and it's like, and then, like, they, they try to be dramatic by showing that, oh no, Joker may still be alive. I go to church and so would paint crucifix on Jesus' face with Joker face. Oh no! Wow, that's a that's a real easy cheap image to use too. It's like it's like a really awesome team of high schoolers got together, right? And for their junior year art project, they decided to make a bat comic. And the artist, like the guys doing the the pencils and the digital painting, freaking knocked it out of the park, right? But the sure. main writer was too, you know after he finished polishing his Doc Martens and listening to his Man of War albums, decided that what he really, that, you know, Batman go crazy was the best thing ever. And because the, the darkness inside of me is like darkness inside Batman. So this is a, this is a mid nineties kid who, who uh, grew up listening to Nine Inch Nails and Rage Against the Machine. Wrote yeah, this. right, right. Okay. Exactly. Got it. It's uh, the art is so much better than the story. I've seen so many people praise the story, and to me, it's predictable and boring at every turn. It's okay. overly dramatic. It is the uh, all, all you need is like a mustache twirling villain in this. Uh, I didn't uh, the I didn't enjoy reading it. Well, that that's that's the penguin. Uh, just wait for it. Oh the, my God, no! Don't tell me the penguin. So, no, he's not in there yet. The uh, the teaser image for the next issue is like some sort of sugar skull version of Harley Quinn or something. Yes, Beldhar, that's the bat butt. That that's the bat butt. That's that right. Is. And if you zoom in really close, no, no, we're not going to do no. it for you. If you zoom in really close to the panel just below that, you may be able to see a little bit of a lighting. Oh, that's of a just bat a, wing. that's just a little slide of the bat wing. There are two other panels where you get much better bat wing looks, oh, much okay. closer, much much closer. What's, what's yeah, Carissu says? What's wrong with nine? Nothing's inch nails? wrong with nine well, inch nails. Nothing's wrong with it. It's just that you know, if if you're a you know a sixteen year old kid who listens to nine inch nails and Rage Against the Machine and decide to write a comic, this is how weird it's going to get. You make so, me violate you. Yeah. Um. So, <sighs> what's sad is I read reviews of this and it, almost everything I read is like this is so awesome and I cannot agree with that. No. It's I, boring. Well, it's predictable. It uh, it to me it doesn't do anything to go into what the character of Batman is. Uh, if you want a dark Batman, uh, Dark Knight Returns is far better. Yeah. Um, yeah. there are a lot of dark Batman stories. I I don't feel a need to read a dark Batman. Baldhart doesn't agree with that four stars. <laughs> <laughs> um, it and this book also is not standard comic book size. What do you mean? Well, this, if you're looking at the screen, that's a comic. That's a comic book, right? This is damned. It's magazine-sized. Oh. Glossy paper. It is a higher-quality book, and it has a higher-quality price. It is seven bucks. Ouch. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not buying any more of these. Seven bucks for a crappy story. Awesome. Yeah, I did not enjoy it. The art's pretty good. There are some people who are going to love it. I'm not one of those. I don't... When I read other reviews and people are saying why they like it, I'm like, really? Those are the reasons I hate it. 
Um, but hey, I guess intelligent plot isn't for everyone. Sure. The uh, so, but like I said, the art's good. But I just can't get with anything else. I just cannot. I don't like. I don't like the typeface. I don't like the meandering storyline. I I don't like John Constantine and the the constant need for swearing. Batman swears a lot in this book. Um, I, I, it's just, it tries so hard to be hardcore and extreme. It's really kind of a cry for help. Uh, two and a half right. stars. Wow. Really? I yeah. thought it was going to be less than that. No, because the art is really good. <laughs> well, the art being really good is, is, is really good. The art is, they, you, you got, you got four and a half or five star art and, okay, but... and there are no glaring spelling errors. <laughs> no glaring spelling errors. Still, like man, I said, just because the art, just because the story and art's a little juvenile, especially at seven dollars. Yeah, like I, said, I would not put this at two and a half. Two and Personally, half. I, I, I'm not going to say you're half. wrong because two and a half is for you, two and a half, amazing. But, but uh, I would definitely give it two, just just because of the, of the price alone for what you get. Eh, two and a half. well. But you got to think, this book is going to be highly valuable one day for its first appearance. No, no, it's not. It is. It's not. This is the first appearance of the Batwing. Oh, God, come on, man. <laughs> and honestly, got... that's all anyone is talking about about this book. And, well, yeah. Oh, wait, let me add more to this. There, of course, are physical and digital versions of this book. If you buy the digital version, sure. every digital version, after like the first couple days, has now been edited... And all the bat wings have been black have been removed. Uh-oh. So basically, they just like kind of like eh, like like completely shadowed over the bat wings because everyone went, why is there a bat wing? <laughs> and uh, it I like said major news outlets reported on you know you want to see Batman's wiener you know. <sighs> Love the bat wing. Yeah. Hate so yeah, that all got changed. By now, you get a free bat hood and bat away. Just pay separate shipping and handling. Yeah, so... Oh, God. I, and he's... He's not... What's sad is he's really stupidly introspective in this book. But he's still not Tom King level introspective. Really? Yeah. Not that much? He's wow. Still not that, was, was, he's, still, yeah. he's still not that far. He's still not complete navel gazing? Right. Especially now that his wang is there? Right. He's not completely... <laughs> You know, blaming his parents for everything and being sad and wondering if Alfred loves him. He's still, he's just thinking, am I going crazy? Have I gone too far? Oh, the bat angst. Oh, I have to strip off my clothes and shiver. Oh. <laughs> okay. All right. He's freaking I Batman. I got you. Batman right. can freaking deal with that. Batman is not going to, he's going to say like, the Joker's dead. Hmm. Who did that? Might it be me? No. Hmm, there's some mystic things happening around me. I should yes, find help with yes. that. Not, oh, no! Oh, I may have killed the Joker. I'm an evil man. No, you wouldn't have killed the Joker. There is no yeah, way you so. would consciously kill the Joker, you freaking idiot. Stop yeah, it. So, uh, for the first outing for DC's Black Label, uh, it's a big thumbs down from me. Uh, I am looking well, forward to a, Sean. Not a big thumbs down. You gave it two and a half. It's just a regular man. Well, no. For a first outing of the big thing, like if you want to come out with a big bang and say, "Hey, DC's Black Label's here, yo!" This is for the for the hardest thug comic readers ever. No, you did not do that. You 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 know you sprayed a a teenager's angsty poetry on a page and had someone do some good art behind it. That's what you did. All right. 
You know, you grabbed my three my my blue spiral ring binder from tenth grade. You know, and amid all the scrawlings of black ink roses, you took my poems. You took all the poems about sadness and how no one understands you, and you put that in the bat. And you wrote instead of instead of you know darkness, you wrote Batman every time. Okay, that's what you sure. did. That's how pathetic okay. this is. Awesome. I may or may not. That story may or may not be true. No, you you definitely did that. We all know that now. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> ah. But I am looking forward to Sean Murphy's trade paperback of Batman White Knight coming out under DC Black Label. Okay. That will be good because we already know it's good. That might have Joker Wang in it. So hey, you I know, don't compare and contrast. Compare and contrast. Okay. <laughs> what What's has come, what has this come to? That's it. All right. All right. Your thoughts. You thought this was fantastic. You know you this is great. What are your thoughts on Hellos? I could be awesome. I'm always up for more thoughts on this. Mm. Batman is a teenage girl in Beverly Hills. I would read that. <laughs> that could be ironically funny. That you could sh- and then you could show his wiener and it would make sense. Yeah, uh, true. <laughs> Shower scene. Thank you, Baldahar. Thank you, Baldahar. Any suggestions for the comics that you check out? Let me know. Um, hopefully not involving wangs. Hopefully not. Hopefully not. If... All right. And as always, comment. Let me know how you think, everyone. Thank you very much. And as always, don't miss an episode. You can follow me on Twitch. You get notified and say, hey, is that Garthon on? Let me see. Oh, he is. And you can subscribe and your life is better. And then you go, hey, YouTube subscription. That's good, too. Ah, it hurts. What? It hurts so good with the lightning bolts. And everything is fantastic. Thank you, as always, you can check more Garth on YouTube, Garthon's Comic Poll, Team Ups with Heathen Dogs, Star Trek Online, Secret Legends. Garthon streams my own stream. Well, actually, it's not really in Heathen Dogs there. I invited him a well, long time ago, and he won't it's leave. It's our stream. Awesome. It's our stream. It is our stream. 9 p.m., 10 p.m. Eastern. Yep. Uh, where we're currently playing Neverwinter. Good times. Yes, we are. That's been fun. And you yes, can check in past streams that are happening, and all is good. So thank you, everyone. Now, everyone, it is time for our very special Legion with RNG. He thought, you want to take the first little thing? Come on. There's something special happened to you. Something's, it, you were digitized. I, I was digitized? What? You oh, I, is digitized. that first? Did I you, thought it did was. Did you move that up to the beginning? No, I thought you moved that up to the beginning. No, no, I moved it at the end. I put it at the end. Uh, I put it at the end. No, I, I'm I going first. End. I thought you were first. All right. No, no, no. He the Dog and Garthon are going to be talking about video games that are upcoming. Uh, yes. A relatively short time frame that we're pretty excited about. And so, going first, I want to let everyone know that coming out for the PS4 and PC, check Steam, is Valkyria Chronicles 4. Which, oh. to be fair, I have never heard of until now. Which is sad for you. All right, Valkyria Chronicles 1 is one of my favorite games of all time. Uh, originally came out on the oh. PS3, was also released on the PC, and an upgrade version was released on the PS4. I have all of these versions. The uh, yes, the same game, three different versions. Yes, I have played yep. through all of them, yep. uh, <laughs> because sure. they are awesome. You're the, that uh, kind of dude. I am. Valkyrie Chronicles Two was released only on the PSP and only in Japan. <laughs> Kurisu is what you never is... heard of. You know, see, Kurisu agrees with me. You are bad for not knowing yep, Valkyrie Chronicles. I'm a, I'm a bad heathen dog. Uh, Valkyrie Chronicles Three was released only on PSP, but was actually available in America as well. Um, good game. Not as good as uh, missing some of the bells and whistles of the others, but still a solid game. Four is coming out for the PS4 and PC. And let's roll that.
beautiful Valkyria footage. Okay. Ooh, awesome. So, all right. Basically, Valkyria Chronicles 4 takes place in what can be described as a diesel punk world. Uh, alternate world setting, alternate history of Europe. Um, sure. It's not really Europe, but it is uh, type yeah, situation. Yeah. World War II level technology. Um, but they actually use a so magical energy to run everything. And magic. That's, yeah. Yeah, there's yeah. magic in it as well. But the magic is controlled. Essentially, there are only special beings called Valkyria who could con- who could use the magic, and uh, there's a lot of conflicting stuff. The what makes this game fantastic is an interesting world setting. Uh, it, there's a lot of through the storyline, a lot of political entanglements going on with like why the wars are being fought. It is not a hey glory of war. It's kind of that, but mostly it's a wow war sucks. Why are we doing this? The Uh, it, what's interesting gameplay-wise is that it's a tactical shooter game. You have to choose your units, your units gain experience, your units train up. Some uh, people work better with others. Uh, some have special traits that make them better for certain air, uh, environments like desert or ice. The sure. uh, Also, the, the way the combat system works is very interesting in that it is part tactical, as in turn-based, like I move my guy here, and sure. but while you're moving, it's also action. It's also so if you choose, like you choose your guy, and then you run him up while you're moving to your new position, the enemies can still shoot at you, and then you stop and you aim and shoot at them in real time. Then that turn ends. Then the next turn happens. Uh, your commanders matter. This especially so it is a very interesting mix of you have to be not be great, but pretty good at being able to aim and shoot guys. But the real key is knowing how to use your units, how to position, how to strategize. A lot of times you'll go into a mission and you will get steamrolled because you don't know the mission. That's how these games work. So you go, you play it again. It's like, okay, now I know that on the third turn, all these additional units will show up over there. You need to get away from them. or So it's a lot of give and take. It's a very strategic game. But it keeps interesting okay. through the active combat. Also, the storylines in all the previous games that I've played have been really, really interesting. And also the interactions between the characters. Um, so I'm just super thrilled this is coming out. Uh, a lot of people thought the series might be dead until they really? released the uh, upgrade version on the PS4. Well, yeah, because it was a PS3 game, a mainline game, Valkyrie Chronicles 1, and then all the additionals were on the uh, portable. Well, you have uh, you have some some screenshots of it as well. Do I thought that's all I had? Oh yeah, yeah. thank you. So yeah, this basically shows like uh, how you got your tactical maps. You can set your units up, see where your enemies are. Uh, little a- idea of like showing like you have to go find cover, select your weapon. <laughs> different weapons are better for different situations. Uh, it really is a really in depth game that actually has a really interesting comic book almost watercolor look to it all um the art style especially in the ps3 and first half was extremely striking it still is with that really interesting watercolor look to it right. it's not a graphic powerhouse of a game no but no. that's not why you're it looks really pretty it does have what it needs to do it's uh, it's very clean cut there, there's not a lot of uh realistic nuance to it right it looks yeah. like a comic book a very yeah. good comic book and that's what they want um you don't horror war to be too realistic mm-hmm. so yeah, really looking for this game. It comes out Tuesday. Um, I ordered the Giant Nerd Edition. So, hey, you know what? I've been waiting for this game. I'm excited. So, 
I am also planning on streaming that when it comes out. Sweet. On uh, some late night streams. So look forward to that and me cursing a lot. That's kidding. <laughs> I won't curse a lot, but I will get killed a lot. Yeah, definitely. Valkyrie Chronicles 4. Watch for it. Bam. All right, Heathen Dog. All right, my <gasps> turn. All right, my little pick for this uh, for this uh, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful action is Call of Cthulhu, the official video game. I yes, like those Chaosium. unofficial games. No, the Chaosium actually endorses this. Ooh, nice. And they, they were part of the creative process. Oh, that's cool. Yes. So they, you know, had a whole lot of access to this. And uh, from, from all of the... Uh, uh trailers that they've had uh they've had like two three trailers by now and it's coming out in uh you're you're playing the i the, am uh, yeah you're, you're playing the the e3 trailer yes but uh uh it's coming out in on october 30th which is the day before halloween of course oh so you could play it on halloween exactly right now i i actually emailed them requesting a key and they laughed this. at you Nope, they haven't responded yet. <laughs> I did it just yesterday. So. Hey, that's a smart idea. Good idea. Yes, I, I did it yesterday, so I don't, hopefully I can I can play this before the 30th and stream it for everyone to see. Because I looked at this game and I saw the best of uh, Amnesia, Dark Descent, and titles like prey or or the the alien game where you just had to you know run and hide from the alien because you can't fight this game looks scary you'll, you'll just die yeah i mean uh, it, it 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 has those aspects of games that i have streamed before i've streamed amnesia dark descent a machine for pigs outlast and outlast whistleblower which this uh, which which this is you know very 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 much reminiscent of but also you know a, a game like prey where you actually have a way to fight you know you have a way to to fight back but you're fighting against a foe that is unimaginable which is the cthulhu mythos it is unimaginable and if you grasp it you go insane and become part of the problem that is awesome and that is going to be an awesome game and i want to be part of it I want it bad. And so if you're... Who would have made Heathen Dog play Amnesia? Yeah. Baldahar did that. Baldahar did that. This game is too scary for me. Oh, this game is spooky. (laughs) It is spooky. Definitely, definitely spooky. That's exactly what's supposed to be. That's why I love it so much. It's supposed to be mind-bending terror. And that's exactly what every trailer has given. Mind-bending terror. Gracious. Yes, you don't know what's real and what's not because your sanity is constantly fluctuating. Oh, like Batman. like in the actual game. Like I have Batman. been playing I have been playing Call of Cthulhu for over 20 years. I I have placed in the in the top 3 in the in the Gen Con Cthulhu Masters tournament more than Okay, less than 4 times more than 2. Do the math on that one. But I, I have placed in the top three that many times in the Call of Cthulhu Masters Tournament for Gen Con. I love this game. I love the RPG. I love it to death. And for everything I have seen, go, go ahead and go to the, the little screenshots I got. For, for everything I have seen about this game, it is the RPG in a video game format. It is that. 
and I can't wait to play it. Can't wait. I mean, if I have to buy it, fine. 50 bucks, 80 bucks, 100 bucks, whatever, whatever. Take my money. Take it. Take it. Yes. Take it. Yes. Yes. All wow. of it. This game oh, looks oh, good. Okay. That's I'm excited. Yes. You should be because I'm going to stream this one as well. You should. I'm going to stream it every day if I have to. I'll do it. You should. Ooh, I should. Ooh. It'll be too but scary. Yes, that, that is my pick for the game I and most anticipating dropping. Sweet. Now, do you? Yeah. Do you have your pick? Go ahead and throw it in the comments, please. Any games you're looking and, forward to? Yeah. There's a few others I'm looking forward to as well, but uh, like Cyberpunk. Uh, was it 2030, 2070, 2070? I think. 2070. Yep. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to that one as well. But that's uh, I don't think that has a date yet on it. But I'm looking forward to that one. <laughs> Docky Pewter. Yep. Oh, <laughs> Gary, it is Docky Pewter. God Easter three. God Easter three. I didn't even heard he, uh, he means what? God Eater three. I'm sure. Oh, God Eater. Okay, 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 okay. okay. I have God Eater two. I haven't played God three. Easter. Sounds weird. Well, God <laughs> Easter sounds like it's not every year. I thought it was every year in April. <laughs> That's what happens. Yeah. <laughs> but no, no, no. Now is the time where where uh, where Carissa uh, Exia gets mad props. Go ahead and show it. Yes, let's show this. I love this. Yes. Digitize yes, me, Captain. He just started playing XCOM 2. He started streaming it just uh, just a few days ago. And in honor of me, which I am very honored of, he made a character named Heathen Dog. And he's watched the stream. He's seen my face. And this is what... Go, go ahead. Go ahead and blow it up so everyone can see. See the glory of it. See the glory of it. Because this is awesome. I mean, uh, that's with, a really good likeness. I don't know why he'd mess up real, his game with it, but uh, yeah, no, that's right? beautiful. It is a really good likeness, especially given the the constraints of a of, of a uh, uh, console, you know, character creation system. This thing is pretty good. I yeah. mean, it's it's pretty good. I mean, he's I think aliens will enjoy eating his brain. Yes, yesterday he started. Yes, he started streaming yesterday, and I saw him stream it today. Yes, Creasy. Yes, and uh, he's only a corporal now, so obviously he needs to make rank. But he's got the Legion colors. He's got black and blue and orange, as you can see. <laughs> That's awesome. I love it. I love it. Thank you very much. Ah, uh, we do this, appreciate this is that. Great. Belhar says that uh, that guy's way more handsome than the streamer he's named after. Ouch. Fair. That is Fair. definitely not true. Fair. My wife. My wife is legally contractually obligated to say <laughs> that is not true. And Christian says actually one of his best fighters. There you go. Look <laughs> at that. That's how it works. And he's enlisted. That's how it works. Uh, well, he's enlisted now, but he's going to gain rank quick. I tell you. I tell you. He will be delicious. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Christian. Thank you, everyone, for watching. Hope you had time. Hope you enjoyed the RNG. If you have any RNG suggestions, let us know. Things you want us to talk about, we just might because we are wacky that way. As yes, always, you can check out Max Leo streaming Thursday and Friday. He's doing Star Control Origins, which is awesome. Bet the heathen wife is looking to upgrade to the oh, digital wow. version. Oh, wow. That was hard, <laughs> man. Oh. Well, no. They... Oh, that hurt. Well, oh. wait till the wait till the digital version gets some rank. Then then probably. Then you know. maybe something. You know, I'm I'm basically I'm basically Lieutenant Colonel. Yeah, so he, watch he, it He now. outranked. Yeah. 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 Uh, also, uh, YouTube channel gaming, Earthbound Weaponsmith is coming out. Yes, it uh, is. The Swordmaster video that Max Leo did did uh, great. It's really interesting. Good good questions. And so the uh, I want to check the control. It's a good visual. Cool. The control. Uh, control. Well, I don't know. Star control. 
Yeah, Shark Control's looking good. No, uh, it is. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I've watched uh, Max Layout stream it. Yeah, it is good. And Algarian, hopefully, will be back soon. We miss hopefully so. I, I wanted to talk to him today. I forgot to call him, but his uh, he's supposed to get a brand new computer, and it's supposed to be there now. Yeah. So hopefully he's got it. As always, everyone, check out our streaming schedule. Got stream for you every single day of the week. You know the schedule. You love the schedule. Sunday at 9 Central, 10 Eastern. Monday at 8 Central, 9 Eastern. Tuesday. Well, that's not happening right now. Anyway. No, no, Carisu, Carisu, who wants to put a YouTube link? A, a YouTube link for what? Uh, for Star Control, I'm guessing. Oh, yeah. If you want to put in Max Layout Star Control, it, is it on YouTube by now? Yeah, I'm no, sure. It is. is. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead and put it in a link. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, as also you check out Heathen Dog. You want to see more Heathen Dog? I like if you if you have a favorite, it's just Control. I don't know what Control All right, is. No, throw it in, whatever. Throw it in. Um, if you have a favorite streamer, here's when they stream, and you can watch them and love them. Show them you love yes. them. We all appreciate that. Thank you very much. For the PS4 Control. Mm. Okay. Mm. We'll cool. have to check that out. Yes, we will. In fact, but, I'm going to click it right now. I'm going to put it in a different tab. So I can watch it in yeah, a second. I can't do that right now. I know you can. But everyone, thank you very much for watching. We appreciate it. We appreciate you being here. Thank you so much for our viewers. Of course, if you want to keep supporting Legion of Myth, you can do so through a Patreon subscription, patreon.com slash Legion Myth. Through a Streamlabs donation, twitch.streamlabs.com slash Legion of Myth. You can also do so through getting our gear. Impress your friends. Intimidate your enemies. Find love. With your Legion of Gear gear <laughs> Legion of Myth gear at shop.spreadshirt.com slash Legion of Myth also if you're watching live on Twitch you can cheer us the greatest way to let us know immediately how we're doing thank you everyone thank you for we, watching we, hope you enjoyed well the stream we're out we're getting there so remember everyone thank you so much you have one life live it well live it nerdy and have a great Darnell Anomaly.